Amen. Welcome once again to the house of the Lord. Would you turn in your Bibles this morning to the book of Joel, chapter 3? Joel, chapter 3. You know, life is full of decision. Life requires decision. And you think of how many decisions one makes in their lifetime. Or the sum of decisions represented in this room. Joel chapter 3, verses 14 to 16. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and the moon will grow dark and the stars will diminish their brightness. The Lord also will roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. The heavens and earth will shake, but the Lord will be a shelter for his people and the strength of the children of Israel. Listen to those words. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. Life's valley, this is what I see, and yes, multitudes, multitudes in the valley. Every day there are decisions made, every hour, every minute, every second. Some decisions are bigger than others. Some less significant than others. And here's the question. How do we make decisions? And why do we make the decisions we do? I share with you a quote from a great man of God, the pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle. It may not seem obvious at first glance, But the way we make decisions in life tells a lot about the kind of faith we have in Jesus Christ. The way we make decisions, and yes, the kind of decisions we make. How do we make decisions? Or we could ask, how should we make decisions? Number one, pray. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The Voice Bible reads, don't be anxious about things. Instead, pray. Pray about everything. He longs to hear your requests, so talk to God about your needs and be thankful for what has come. And know that the peace of God, a peace that is beyond any and all of our human understanding, will stand watch over your hearts and minds in Jesus, the Anointed One. 
Are we those that make decisions out of anxiousness? The Lord would have it different. Again, listen to the text this morning. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will what? It will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Know that the peace of God, a peace that is beyond any and all of our human understanding, will stand watch over your hearts and minds in Jesus. We need our hearts and minds guided and guarded. I wonder if we'd make different decisions. Make decisions differently if we truly prayed and waited for the peace of God. In turn, making decisions in the peace of God, with the peace of God, when the peace of God settles in. Not out of unrest or an inferior peace. And there, no anxiety. No anxiousness. How do we make decisions? How should we make decisions? Number two, go to the Word. Go to the Word. If we would commit to this, you know, I guarantee that our decision-making would change. And the decisions we make would be in line with what the Lord would have done. We read Scriptures like Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The Passion Translation, truth shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. What does the Bible say? Joshua 1, 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Pays to know the book, church. <laughs> For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. You know, we should be those that make decisions based on the Word, in line with the Word of God. And if we don't understand the language of the Word, we should search out the meaning and instruction, not lean on our own understanding, for that staff shatters. We should search out the meaning and instruction, and we should turn to wise counsel, which leads to number three. Go to wise counsel. You know, the truth is that not all counsel is wise. And not all counselors give good advice. Proverbs 1.5, a wise man will hear and increase learning. And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Proverbs 11.14, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 15, verse 22, without counsel, without counsel, plans go awry. But in the multitude of counselors, 
they are established. You know, when seeking wise counsel, when seeking out counsel, I don't care about opinions. Opinions don't matter much. What matters is truth. The truth of God, the mind of God, the heart of God, what God would say, and nothing else. Because we know the reality, Proverbs 12, 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. What's the Lord saying? Keep from foolish counsel. <laughs> Keep away from foolish counselors. How do we make decisions? How should we make decisions? Well, it would be wise to go to the Lord. Go to the Lord. And yes, this is much like praying. But we read verses like Psalm 32, 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. We need the instruction of the Lord. We need Him to teach us in the way that we should go. And we need Him to guide us with His eye. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Proverbs 2, verse 6, For the Lord gives wisdom from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. How should we make decisions? How do we make decisions? I wonder, do we go to the Lord? James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Psalm 2 verse 12, kiss the son, lest he be angry, and he perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are they, or all they, that put their trust in him. He's saying, what exactly does it mean, kiss the son? Well, the margin of my King James Version Bible, look up and receive instruction. Number five, fear the Lord. Psalm 25, verse 12, who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. What we're talking about is surrender, reverence, holy awe that affects and directs life. If we fear the Lord, there's a yielding. There's a yielding and there's a presenting of ourselves unto the Lord. Presenting of our decisions, of all that we are. And we read a scripture like Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Many of us know it well. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, 
acceptable to God. Listen to the words. Which is your reasonable service. That sounds like radical service nowadays. Well, the text hasn't changed. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is the desire of the Lord for us. This is his heart. Number six, make decisions in the Spirit and by the Spirit. We live in a world, and the way of the world is body, soul, spirit. No new news, right? Well, the order's messed up. We live in a world where it's body out front, flesh and frame. And decisions are made first and foremost because of the effects we feel, flesh and frame. Next is the soul, which represents the mind, will, and emotions. And the way of the world, spirit left behind. You know what's reversed for us? Spirit, soul, then body. This scripture isn't on the big Bible this morning, but 1 Thessalonians 5.23, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. May he sanctify you completely. That is, set you apart. Listen, the truth is, we have to get the Spirit out front. Because we know what happens, and some of us can look back on our decision-making, the decisions we have made in life. We have to get the Spirit out front. Because we know what happens when we make decisions out of the soul realm and out of the body realm. Watchman Nee said these words, a born-again person ought to possess unspeakable peace in the Spirit. Well, what if there is a decision before us and neither choice seems right? You know what Charles Spurgeon said? Of two evils, choose neither. It may not seem obvious at first glance, but the way we make decisions in life tells a lot about the kind of faith we have in Jesus Christ. There is much being said here. And isn't it true? The way we make decisions in life, and so too the decisions we do make in life, tell a lot about the kind of faith we have in Jesus. You know, I don't believe that there is a decision too small and insignificant to be made outside of faith in Jesus. And so, too, I know there's no decision too great that can't be made with faith in Jesus. I want to ask this morning, what kind 
of faith do we have in Jesus Christ? What kind of faith do we have in Jesus Christ? Not so quick to answer. And if one could say, show me your decisions, let me gaze upon your decision-making process, and I'll tell you what kind of faith you have in Jesus. Let me hear the content and feel the intent of the prayers. Let me see the scriptures you are basing it on. Introduce me to the counsel you are running to and running with. Many run to and with those that tell them what they want to hear, to those that ease and appease conscience. Decisions. If one could say, let me examine the path to the Lord, whether it be worn or not. Let me feel the fear, the holy awe and reverence, and let me taste of the manner, if one be in the Spirit. If we remember one thing concerning decisions, the way we make decisions in life tells a lot about the kind of faith we have in Jesus Christ. I share these words with us this morning. Many Christians read the Bible regularly, believing it is God's living, revealed word for their lives. Over and over in the pages of Scripture, they read about generations who heard the voice of God. They read of God speaking to His people again and again, with this phrase repeated time after time, and God said. Yet many of these same Christians live as though God doesn't speak to His people today. An entire generation of believers has come to make decisions completely on their own without praying or consulting God's Word. Many simply decide what they want to do and then ask God to validate it. They move ahead forcefully, their only prayer being, Lord, if this is not your will, then stop me. We are now living in a time referred to as the blink generation. People are making major decisions in the blink of an eye. A best-selling book has been written on this concept titled Blink. The Power of Thinking Without Thinking. The theory is trust your instincts. Blink of the eye decisions prove to be the best. Think about all the hurried up blink language we hear every day. This is an offer of the century, you can make a bundle overnight, but you have only a short window of opportunity. Get on it now. The driving spirit behind it all is blink, blink, blink. Such thinking has begun to infect the church, affecting the decisions made not just by blink Christians, but by blink ministers. Scores of bewildered parishioners have written to us telling the same story. Our pastor came back from a church growth conference and immediately announced, as of today, everything changes. He decided we would become one of the popular trend churches overnight. He didn't even ask us to pray about it. We're all confused. Just a few years ago, the watchword among Christians was, did you pray about the matter? 
Have you sought the Lord concerning it? Are your brothers and sisters surrounding you in prayer? Have you received godly counsel? I ask you, has this been your practice? In the past year, how many important decisions have you made where you honestly took the matter to God and prayed sincerely? Or how many of those decisions did you make in the blink of an eye? The reason God wants full control of our lives is to save us from disasters, which is exactly which is exactly where most of our blink decisions end up. Ah, yes. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he who heeds counsel is wise. The Voice Bible. Fools follow their own directions and think they are right. Passion translation, a fool is in love with his own opinion. But wisdom means being teachable. And the message paraphrase, fools are headstrong and do what they like. Wise people take advice. We need to be those living in the Spirit and walking in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit, Galatians 5.25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the in the Spirit. Listen to these words. The Holy Ghost provides absolute, clearly detailed instructions to those who walk in Him. If you walk in the Spirit, then you don't walk in confusion. Your decisions aren't clouded ones. How is our decision making? Pray. Go to the Word. Go to wise counsel. Well, what does the Bible say concerning wise counsel? Well, it tells us not what to do. <laughs> Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the wicked. And it's true, and it hasn't changed, that bad company corrupts good character. And don't believe every spirit, the Word says. The Word says, test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Why? Because many false have gone out into the world. And what about the angel of light? The masquerades? The devil? The enemy of our souls? Appears as an angel of light. And we know that the enemy, the enemy uses the words of God, twisting them so to deceive us. Go to the Lord and fear the Lord. Make decisions in the Spirit and by the Spirit. Have an ever-increasing faith in Jesus Christ. We can have the worship team return today. You know, we face many of the same decisions in life. We grow up. There's many decisions that we face that are common. 
And there are also many unique decisions. But the greatest common decision among us all is the decision to follow Jesus. Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior? Have you surrendered your life to him? Welcomed him into your heart and asked him to not only be your Savior, but to be your Lord, to be your master, to be your friend. He took the cross for each of us that we might find life. Every one of us, we've sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Our sin and our rebellion has separated us from God, created a chasm that we can't cross on our own. The only hope was Jesus who came and laid down his life. He is the bridge to life. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Do you know Jesus? Joel 3, verses 14 to 16, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and the moon will grow dark and the stars will diminish their brightness. The Lord also will roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. The heavens and the earth will shake, but the Lord will be a shelter for his people and the strength of the children of Israel. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. There in the valley of decision. And this valley will one day be eclipsed by the mount of the Lord. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Today is the day to decide. Today is the day to choose who you will follow and who you will serve. Let it be a day that you choose the Lord as your hope, that you choose the Lord as your shelter and strength. Nothing else will survive the day, for all else is rejected. Joshua 24, verses 14 and 15, Now therefore fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Decisions. C.S. Lewis said these words. Good and evil both increase at compound interest. That is why 
The little decisions you and I make every day are of such infinite importance. The smallest good act today is the capture of a strategic point from which a few months later you may be able to go on to victories you never dreamed of. An apparently trivial indulgence in lust or anger today is the loss of a ridge or railway line or bridgehead from which the enemy may launch an attack otherwise impossible. There are easy decisions in life. There are easy decisions in the kingdom. Give me an example. Should I go to church? Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhort each other all the more as the day approaches. That was easy. That was not hard. But many have made that decision hard today because they've they've raised their own standard rather than the standard of the Lord easy decisions do not be unequally yoked man this ain't so hard this deciding follow the word follow the word go to God go to wise counsel You know, the Lord is near in the valley of decision. And yet many decisions are made without Him, distanced from Him. I thought about this this week. Do you remember the Lord's Prayer? Jesus said, pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. And I thought, you know, how many are praying? My kingdom come. My will be done on earth. And oh, blessed Lord. Validated Lord. Put your stamp of approval on it, Lord. No, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Decisions, the way we make them and the ones we make tells a lot about the kind of faith we have in Jesus. And I felt this is a word, a word from the Lord, Song of Solomon 2.1, in the Amplified Bible, I believe we have it, perhaps we don't. Song of Solomon 2, verse 1, the Amplified. She said, I am only a little rose or autumn crocus of the plain of Sharon, or a humble lily of the valleys that grows in deep and difficult places. The word from the Lord, just a little rose, just a humble lily that grows in deep and difficult places and grows deep in difficult places where decisions are difficult. If we know we are just a little rose, a humble lily, we will find ourselves near the Lord in the valley of decision.
and he near to us. For the Bible says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, for he exalts the humble, and these make right decisions. Yes, like a lily among thorns. Let's stand today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.